Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey, hey, this is episode 28 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. How you doing today? You good? I hope so. I'm so glad that you took some time to spend some time with me and listen in. You know, today, here's what I want to do. We've been talking about starting strong, having a really strong introduction to your next presentation. How are you going to make your audience feel? How are you going to go about creating that strong start? But what I like to say is we start strong and we finish stronger. So today we're going to fast forward all the way to the end of your presentation and talk about how to create a really strong closing. What does it look like to finish stronger? So what you want to think about is you want to carry through all the principles that you've been using all the way through right to the end. The end matters, right? We want to finish strong. So I want to talk about three ways and three different things that you want to think about in order to have a strong closing. Here's what we want to do. Number one, you want to reiterate, reiterate. What does that mean? Either you want to repeat what your main points were. Do not be afraid to repeat what your main points were. In the same words that you have been using throughout your whole talk, that is totally fine. I, in general, I I would encourage that. Okay. (laughs) Another way that you can think about reiterating is illustrating all of those points in a new way. So I'm illustrating and I'm making all of those points in a new way. So... How I like to do that, I'm going to speak from my my personal experience, is a good story. Is a good, 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 a good, good, good story that pretty much illustrates all of the different things that I have been talking about through the talk. So, for instance, if the talk was on resilience, if it was on hope, if it was on don't ever give up, this is a great opportunity to tell a story about a time where you faced a situation where you wanted to give up, you faced a difficulty, difficulty, you face some sort of challenge, you face someone mistreating you, you face something where you didn't know what was going to happen. So this is an awesome opportunity for me to tell that story. And it's going to lead me right into reiterating everything that I have already shared with my audience, right? So I want you to hear within that what I'm not doing and what I I would encourage you not to do. 
I am reiterating, I'm finding new ways to share old information in a sense, because I've already kind of talked about it. What I am not doing is introducing new information. And, and, and what, I, what I mean by that is I'm not bringing a whole different point that I've not talked about into the mix. We're not doing that. I'm finding ways to repeat and reiterate what I've already talked about. So by the time you get to that closing, if you think about wrapping a gift, when you think about a gift, think about a gift you're getting ready to wrap. You got your wrapping paper out. You put the wrapping paper over the gift, right? You cut it, you fold it up, you tape it, you do all of that stuff. That's what you do in the body. Yeah. By the time we get to the conclusion, all I'm doing, I'm grabbing a ribbon and I'm putting a bow on it, right? So think about it in terms of, could you present that gift without the bow? Yes, you could. It's all covered, right? But the bow is like that extra um, exclamation. It's that extra icing on the cake. Right. I'm not introducing new things. I'm punctuating what I what I have already provided. And that's what you want to do in an introduction, because and this is important too, when you start doing that, it signals to everybody that you're wrapping up, which is a good thing. You want people to track with you. You want everybody to be as clear as you are on where you are within the presentation. Let me say that again. I like that. You want everybody to be as clear as you are as to where you are within the presentation, right? So if you are in the conclusion, if you are, you know, beginning your second point or whatever the case is, you want it to be painfully, obviously clear where you are, right? So that's the beauty of thinking about reiterating and repeating, but I am not laying out new information. All the new information was when I was actually wrapping the gift. That should all have been covered in the body. Now we are wrapping up. We're putting icing on the cake, right? We're just putting, just putting a little bow, just putting a little bow to finish it off. We are finishing it off. Okay. That's very, very important if we're going to finish stronger. So number one, you want to reiterate, you want to find ways and creative ways to to repeat and punctuate your points number two you want to get your audience to reflect you want to get your audience to reflect a couple ways you can do this you can pose questions right based on some of the things that you've spoken about this is the time where you want folks to actually think about All right, if you haven't already thought about it, how does this apply to you? What do you need to do based on what we have discussed? What are the mindset shifts? What are the different activities that you need to incorporate in your life based on what we've discussed? What what is your personal next step? So you can pose questions along those lines. Here's another thing that I think it's pretty useful. You can start pausing more and talking slower. You can start pausing more and talking slower. Um, In doing that and slowing it down and pausing more, you're incorporating pockets of 
time, so to speak, for people to think, for people to, you know, wonder, ruminate, kind of have their own personal reaction to the information that you have shared. And so that that's definitely a valid way to approach a conclusion is to get people to reflect and kind of do a little bit of inner work in terms of what are my next steps based on all this information that I have received. Reiterate, reflect. Finally, if you're going to finish strong, you want to provide a way for individuals to reach out. And this is especially important if you sell a product, if you, you know, your coach, your an author, you sell candles, you, um, you know, whatever the case is, you, you've got additional things to offer. You've got a, additional, very specific things that you want individuals to do. This is where you want to make that really clear. So how can somebody find you? Or if you have another activity, another call to action that you want them to take, what is it? You want to state that clearly and also make it very clear and easy for them to take that next step. So in my mind, when I think about speaking, you know, that's that's one thing. Like, let's say you do a a, a keynote, right? That's 45 minutes. You're not going to save the world in 45 minutes, okay? You're not going to change a whole company's culture. You're not going to make... You know, people with bad attitudes have good attitudes. Um, You're not going to cure racism. You're not going to do any of those things in 45 minutes. But when what you can do is open up the discussion, what you can do is present some new ideas. What you can do is get people thinking. Right. And those are all of the things that we want to do. But knowing that the issue is not totally resolved or solved is really wise to provide what are those next touch points for folks that want to take this further what are those next steps that people can take now that they're thinking now that this you know idea has been introduced now what so as we're wrapping up and we're putting that bow on the present we want to make sure to make that very very clear for them here are a few other things that i want you to keep in mind What you do not want to do in your conclusion is belabor the point. And I see this a lot. Remember, your present is already wrapped. It should already be properly covered. All of the points should be properly covered within the body, within the meat of your presentation. Okay, so you want to reiterate, but you do not want to beat a dead horse. You don't want to give the talk again. (laughs) right because if you if you've done it right you've hit your points now it's time to wrap up because you're better off leaving them wanting more than you sitting up here going on and on and on and on right so you don't want to belabor the point to the point where people get to the the feeling of all right well when is she gonna wrap up because she said that Or the other danger is when you begin to elongate that conclusion too much. Now, I don't know where we are on the map, so to speak, because I thought you were wrapping up, but you won't stop talking. So explain that. (laughs) Right. So once it feels like you are approaching that conclusion, go ahead on and conclude. It's all right. 
It, it look, it is all right to wrap it up. Say less. Sometimes that is the, the gift that we can give to our audience is to say less and leave them wanting more. Okay. Here is the other aspect that I want you to keep in mind that I don't know. I don't know that enough of us consider this. So, and I've said this before, but when it comes to communication, there are, are three areas that you need to consider there. There's you as the speaker, there's the message itself, and then there's you, the audience. And so what, what I've discovered as, as an introvert is that I have to not be so focused on me because I need to focus and I need to be totally laser focused on my message and my audience. And so when I speak, my main focus is caring for the audience. When you speak, I want to challenge you to make your sole focus caring for the audience. Part of caring for the audience is anticipating what they will be thinking and what they will be feeling. One of the worst things, does that make sense? One of the worst, one of the worst, a bad thing. A not good thing that sometimes speakers do to their audiences is they do not properly manage the emotional energy in the room. Let me explain to you what I mean. If I tell you a story, I have to forecast how you will be feeling at every single point in that story. Or if I'm speaking in general, I have to forecast how you will be thinking and feeling at every single point in that presentation. On top of that, I need to consider how I want you to feel and what I want you to be thinking. Most of the time we want people to to leave in a in a space where they're empowered, where they're feeling some kind of hope, where they're energized to take some sort of action. And one thing that speakers do sometimes that makes it difficult to do that is they end on a very low note where it's almost depressing, right? With that said, sometimes we will tell a story and we should tell a story or paint an illustration where there is a a somber point or something very serious or something very heartfelt because that creates that drama and contrast that we are looking for. However, you cannot end on that note because it's too sad. Now all I wanna do is cry, right? That's not necessarily helpful. So how does this relate to a conclusion and finishing stronger? You want to be very intentional on the emotional note that you end your presentation. You don't want to end so low that I got to take the afternoon off of work because I'm I'm out of it. I'm too emotionally spent, right? From that low point, you want to make sure to bring it up enough to where now I'm energized, I'm hopeful, you know, maybe I'm reflective, but I'm looking towards the future with some sort of of idea of of what I can do and I'm energized to do that, a new way to think and I'm energized to do that. I'm moved toward action. I'm not just moved in emotion. I moved toward action. And I do that by properly managing the emotional energy in the room. Okay. 
So I want you to think about that. Don't end so low that all I feel is low, right? I don't want to just feel low. I want to feel empowered to move forward in a better way. Yes. So we don't just start strong. We finish stronger. And we do that by reiterating our main points, putting that bow on the package. We cause our audience to reflect and think on a deeper level on some of the ideas that we have introduced. And we also encourage them to reach out. We encourage them to take that next step of action. We incorporate a strong call to action. So the individuals that are locked in, they they now know how to go to the next level in engaging with us and the ideas that we have spoken about. So when, when you're thinking about creating a conclusion, I want you to think in these terms, right? I want you to think about wrapping it up and finishing strong. But I also want to tell you a little secret. If you promise not to tell anybody, do you promise? Thank you. Appreciate it. Here's Here it is. I want, I want to tell you a little secret. You know, last week we talked about all of the different ways that you can hook an audience and you could start your speech. You could have a quote, a question. You could talk about a mistake you made. You could use a movie illustration. You could talk about an accomplishment. Here's the deal. You could use any of those in your conclusion as well. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. You could also close with a quote. You could close with a good question, right? So it's the it's the same idea. It is the same idea. You can incorporate any of those throughout your talk to provide variety and to kind of draw people in, right? Not only that, something that I like to do is actually mention in the conclusion something that I talked about in the introduction because it just brings it full circle. It's just a nice way to wrap it all up. So like, let's say in the introduction, I started off talking about X, Y, Z mistake. I'm going to mention that same idea scenario again in the conclusion. It just wraps it all up and it confirms for the audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back where we started. We went on this journey. We're back where we started and it just ties everything together. It makes it make sense. And that's what we want to do. We want to make it all make sense for our audience and keep it simple in the process. That is the name of the game, you guys. So I hope that through these last few episodes, you have a really good idea about how to finish, how to start and how to use these um you know, vehicles and parts of your presentation, because you're going to have a beginning, a middle and an end. So I hope that when you incorporate some of these ideas, you feel so much more comfortable and confident in giving a really strong presentation. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.